Podcast is recording. Video is recording. Hopefully they both work tonight. Hey, what's up everybody? Big John on Americana, the American way. Uh, find me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Also, um, well, what the heck else do you do when it's the middle of the night? You can't sleep and you're starting to get a headache. <laughs> you make a video on a podcast. Uh, the channel is Americana, the American way on Twitter, not Twitter, uh, Spotify, anchor.fm, anchor podcast app, and rumble.com is the video stream. So, 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 um, government likes regulating things and they like drugs strange combination um as we know Mary Joanna has been a schedule one narcotic which means it's basically it means you can't possess it smoke it use it um now what starting what 10 20 years ago places started lightening up and said well you can smoke it use it for medical purposes then we had some states legalize it all together we recently had the house pass a bill to decriminalize marijuana nationally Um, I do believe that it's a pretty documented factoid that usage of harder drugs like opioids go down in places where marijuana is totally legal. You don't need a prescription. You don't need uh, anything other than to be a, you know, a certain age and go to a licensed marijuana uh, dispensary or store Um, frankly my opinions changed on this over the last few years Um, and I just think it's time for us to let go of some silly ideas like Mary Jane is a gateway drug. I'm not a pot smoker. I'm never going to be. I discussed it with my psychiatrist. He said it would make my anxiety worse. And since it's taken me years of counseling with pastors, with licensed counselors and a psychiatrist to get my medications right and get my uh, mind reprogrammed to think my way out of anxiety attacks I'm not going to change anything Uh, I tried marijuana when I was younger like I don't know 20 years old or somewhere in there Uh, really didn't do anything for me frankly Um, I said guys I don't feel anything am I supposed to feel like something (laughs) 
I don't feel nothing. So I just stuck with booze. <laughs> and I haven't done that in like five or six years either. Um, but <clears throat> I also saw that in places like I was saying where pot is legal, uh, hard drug use go down. I'm trying to Google search that right now. Because to me, to me, it's, um, it's opioids are worse than marijuana. I mean, we all know that. Um, it leads to other addictions, opioids, that is. Uh, they lead to other addictions. So, I found this, it's on uh, insight.livestories.com just now. Uh, legalization leads to increased marijuana use, but evidence of, quote, gateway, end quote, lacking. This has been the argument against pot most of my life. Uh, people that are older than me were shown a movie in schools called Reefer Madness. Make sure I enunciate that. Reefer, R-E-E-F-E-R. Madness, M-A-D-N-E-S-S. And kids in the 50s, and probably partly into the 60s, were told, oh, you, you get hopped up on marijuana, you'll jump out of windows, you'll... Well, it, it is a hallucinogen, but not as bad as some things. Um, but you just don't... It's not the, a killer like opium. And uh, opium, opioids... Well, opium makes heroin. And they also make oxycontin and uh, oxycodone out of it, right? So, you, your doctor gives you a script for... Uh, oxy and when you should be over the pain from your car accident they, they decide you're, you're healed arise and walk my son they just take you off of oxy doesn't work that way uh, I watched a Hulu series and it was based on facts Okay, it was like a docu-series. And uh, I can't remember the name of it now. But um, it was all about how the opioid crisis started in the small rural areas of West Virginia and Virginia where people would have these like terrible coal mining accidents or uh, car accidents or whatever. Doctors would liberally write these prescriptions because the pharmaceutical company that was making opium uh, oxy was sending out salesmen with uh, terrific incentives for doctors to write prescriptions 
and every year when the sales of I think they start with 10 or 20 milligram pills and they got all the way up to like a 150 milligram oxy pill that your doctor could write you a script for <laughs> and uh, I mean it went 10 20 60 80 100 you know it just kept just kept make, making a bigger pill to get more sales um, and then eventually they got busted um, uh, one of their top salesmen snuck some training videos out of the corporate headquarters. He got fired. Um, and one day, the local law enforcement agency from the federal government that was fighting this company knocked on his door and said, Hey, um, there were supposedly some stolen training videos from your company's headquarters. We know you got fired. Do you know anything about these missing training videos? Well, the training videos ended up being a smoking gun that the good guys in the government needed to put the nail in the coffin to the OxyContinent makers and then there was a multi-billion dollar lawsuit settlement uh, and stuff like that. You know, something new that the government wants to meddle in that they don't need to um, is dietary supplements. Where are they going to draw the line? And I find this unique because during COVID, we found out that there may or may not be some supplements like turmeric, um, something called NAD, 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 uh, that are really good for your overall health, and particularly your lungs. Um, and I've taken uh, a multivitamin that's nothing but you know, things to boost your immune system. And you got to know what you're doing. Some of these things you got to cycle on and off of. You got to take it for, like, zinc. You, don't, you shouldn't take zinc every day, even though it's really good for your immune system. Uh, but the government wants to regulate this. And I heard about this at the Arnold Classic Bodybuilding Show a few years ago. Now, dietary supplements are going to be crucified as the... Um, over-the-counter uh, fat burners. You're going to hear about, you know, people having heart attacks from uh, diet pills. Uh, of course, there's over-the-counter testosterone boosters that are some have synthetic uh, ingredients, some have all-natural ingredients. Um, there are things like nitric oxide that open up your blood vessels and help your blood flow uh, and, and of course a multitude of vitamin A, D uh, vitamin C vitamin B um, you know all these things I mean I even one time I had one of my anxiety drugs stolen from me and I kept it on the down low because I didn't want the bad publicity, but I went and found an herbal alternative 
because I can only get my one medicine filled once the, the prescription's totally out and they know how many days that should take. <laughs> and unfortunately, I just recently refilled my prescription and the, the uh, dietary supplement I felt worked better. I mean, I didn't feel tired, run down or anything. I just felt relaxed. Um, so, you know, there's the argument out there. I mean, once it was time to get back to my doctor prescribed medicine, I went with it. But there's a couple of things I want to go over. Uh, the one is the ballot initiative in Ohio uh, that may be on the ballot in 2023 uh, then I'm going to talk about the dietary su- well no after that I'll talk about marijuana legalization leading to the decrease in other drug use then I'll get you into the uh, proposed uh, dietary supplement regulation act from Congress uh, that I hope does not pass, but Republicans will probably pass it when they take over next year because we're idiots. I promise you, it doesn't matter if you're if they're an R or a D. <laughs> Five hundred thirty-five villages missing an idiot, and you get the United States Congress. That's. 100 senators and 435 House of Representatives members. So, since I can't sleep, since I'm getting a headache, I'm going to light up a cigar and you guys are going to get informed. I always heard that his herb was top shelf. <laughs> Lord, I just could not wait to find out for myself. Don't knock it till you tried it I've tried it, my friend I'll never smoke weed with Willie again I'll never smoke weed with Willie again Let's go down to Texas, y'all Alright So There was a groupie A group of folk Uh, here in the great state of Ohio that wanted to get marijuana legalization on the ballot. Uh, It's called the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol. Uh, Their argument is... uh, Quote, we are proposing to regulate marijuana for adult use just like we do for alcohol. Our proposal fixes a broken system, ensuring local control, keeping marijuana out of the hands of children, and benefiting everyone. Uh, Governor DeWine said, I do not, however, support legalizing marijuana for recreational use. I've seen the negative effects it has had in the states that have legalized it and fear it would lead to increased under age by underage kids 
it's not going to lead to any increase underage kids. They're smoking plenty, Mike. And he's my friend, and I support him. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, use by kids and that small children could consume marijuana-laced foods that look like candy. Uh, it's called parental responsibility, Mike, and parents will have to face the consequences if their kids get their hands on the parents' edibles. But that's okay. This... Uh, they had to gather signatures to get this on the ballot. Then it had to go through the state legislature. So the group did not get quite enough signatures. Uh, a lot of signatures, as with petitions for everything, were struck down. They were like people that weren't registered voters. Signatures didn't match. The signature didn't match the address on file or something like that. So there was a what's called a cure period or grace period where the group could go out and get more signatures. They got their sig the extra signatures they needed to replace the disqualified ones, but they missed the deadline. So the group sued the uh, Senate of the Ohio or President of the Ohio Senate, the Speaker of the Ohio House, and the Secretary of State. And they all came to an agreement instead of going to court. Why don't we just hold this off and put it in to session in 2023? And then if the House and the Senate do what they're supposed to do and you have all your signatures, which I believe this group does now, it can go on the ballot November 2023. That's going to be unusual because that's not... It's a low voter turnout year. This year you have uh, midterm congressional elections. You have statewide office elections. You have local House and Senate elections. So, or state Senate, state House elections. Uh, and com county commissioners and all that shit. So... Next year will be a low voter turnout year. And it'll come out to, this will be a, a ballot issue that people are going to have to talk their constituents into going out and voting for. And it's a problem, being Ohio's conservative as it is, uh, we're almost Bible Belt in some areas. Uh, I think more conservatives might turn out to vote against this. Uh, in an odd election year, where in a bigger election year, like a presidential election, you have all walks of people turning out. Not to mention next year, the opponents of this will have more ability to raise money to fight against it. Uh, this year, that money is going toward, you know, Republican and Democrat candidates, um, and this is mostly an issue Republicans are against. But let's look at what this would do. This is on Ballotpedia.org, which is a good nonpartisan website to go to to look things up. Ballotpedia.org. 
the initiative would enact a state law to legalize the cultivation, processing, sale, purchase, possession, home growth, and use of recreational marijuana for adults 21 years of age and older. Of course, they're basing that 21 years of age uh, the same as the uh, legal drinking age in Ohio. I don't think it should be that, that the legal age for alcohol or pot or most things should be 21. I think 18 should be the maximum. When you're 18, you're an adult. Uh, I do not think you should be allowed to come to school after you've toked up, although plenty of people have in their lives, trust me. Um, this isn't this changing this law isn't going to change that one bit of difference uh, and frankly you know in Europe I think the le- some places the legal drinking age is 16 and sometimes I think because we I don't think the drinking age should be lowered to 16 but I do think it should be 18 and it's not it, the legal drinking age has never made a big difference. Now me, I was kind of a goody goody. I didn't drink alcohol till I was seventeen or eighteen, and I mean I had some friends doing it in junior high, uh, and most, twenty five percent of the kids in my high school class, at least twenty five percent, were drinking by their sophomore year of high school. Um, Was it right? No. Did some people get in trouble? Did some people get... No one in my class got into any drinking and driving accidents. They all passed out at a friend's house or fell asleep at a friend's house. Not saying that was right or wrong, but I'm just saying teenagers, young adults will be young adults and teenagers. Uh, this isn't going to curb or change or increase the amount of, let's say, 15-year-olds smoking pot any more or any less than it already is. Sorry to break hearts, but like I said, I think sometimes we just baby people too much or we over-regulate in this country. We think by slapping people on the wrist, it's going to teach them a lesson when the best life lessons are taught by living life. Uh, And no one's ever died of a marijuana overdose that I know of. Uh, And I can't find one person who can cite for me a statistical case, a proven case where someone's overdosed on pot. Um, The initial, or the initiative also act a 10% cannabis tax rate on adult use sales dedicated revenue to a fund quote a cannabis social equity and jobs program to provide financial assistance and license application support to individuals most most directly and adversely impacted by the enforcement of marijuana related laws It would also fund Community Cannabis Fund 
the Substance Abuse and Addiction Fund, and the Division of Cannabis Control, established by the initiative to oversee the state's cannabis industry. The ballot title, if it does get on the ballot, would be an act to control and regulate audit adult use cannabis. The ballot summary, if it gets on the ballot, would read as follows. The act would enact chapter 3780 of the Ohio Revised Code regarding adult cannabis control to authorize and regulate cultivation, processing, sale, purchase, possession, home grow, and use of adult use cannabis by adults at least 21 years of age. Adult cannabis, cannabis and marijuana are all defined under the act to mean marijuana as defined in section 3719.01 of the Ohio Revised Code. Uh, Talking to a state trooper one night when the legalization of pot was on the ballot a few years ago, he said that, you know, the biggest problem they would have with it would be car crashes. People, you know, don't have as good a reaction time. It's just like alcohol. It impairs you. Nobody's saying it does not. It impairs you. And your reaction times are going to be slower to doing things, um, you know, like stopping an automobile. And so that will have to be regulated. You can't drive after smoking pot. The state legislature already has rules and laws against driving impaired or driving under the influence or whatever they're calling it, operating a vehicle under the influence. They keep changing the name of the law, but it's still the same law it's been my whole life. You cannot be drunk or high and operate a motor vehicle. Now, uh, when I was working at the Summit County Courthouse, an attorney told me, and he may have been wrong about this, but, well, they made a law about being in control of a vehicle under the influence, uh, or they added it to the law, where if you're asleep in your car, they can still arrest you if you're intoxicated. Uh, he, I did this one night, actually. He told me, you know, if he is going to not drive home drunk, but pass out in his car and sleep it off till the next morning, he throws his keys across the parking lot so the keys aren't in the car. I don't know if that would have gotten me off the hook if the police walked up on me in this parking lot where I was hidden and said, hey, why are you passed out in your car? But I do remember one night hiding my keys in a potted plant because I knew where the parking lot I was going to hide was. And I slept in my car until the next day when I felt better. Anyways, I may have just confessed to a crime. Shit. Well, I don't recall. 
and I don't recall when and where and such, but anyways, I just ratted myself out, shit, oh well, so does weed really make you a candidate to get hooked on other drugs? Well, let's see. Because research I've read says the opposite. So, marijuana legalization trend in America, state governments, advocates, legalization. Colorado has raised uh, $247 million, Washington, $319 million in taxes and fees in 2017. Opponents of regulation call it a gateway drug theory. First polarized in the 1980s, the gateway drug theory proposes use of soft drugs like marijuana increases risk of using more harmful substances such as cocaine and opioids. The report, this report looks at drug use trends following legalization of marijuana in Washington, Oregon, Alaska, and Colorado. These four states legalized marijuana from 2012 to 2014, so there's several years of data available for the substance use. Additionally, education and employment trends, including from civic and other data sources, national average is provided, uh, blah, blah, blah. So the chart based on data from the survey suggests that use of marijuana has increased in Oregon, Alaska, and Colorado. The beginning of the year, ballot measures passed, blah, blah, blah. Marijuana use in Colorado and, and Oregon continue to trend up. Binge drinking rates are similar to the national average. Uh, okay, here you go. Binge drinking among individuals 12 and older has been inching up nationally between 2011 and 2016. Four states with legalization of marijuana are close to the average. Tobacco use is slowly declining across the state uh, due to uh, constant or consistent public health marketing. Tobacco is steadily declining in the United States. Nationally, the biggest decline, it doesn't matter about tobacco use. Okay, cocaine, however, use, how, cocaine hovers between 2 and 3%. Cocaine use remained relatively low in the United States in 2011 and 2016. The use of cocaine continued to fluctuate between 2 and 3%. Number of survey respondents who use cocaine in much smaller substances Note high margins of data error. Opioid deaths increase across the United States, but Colorado, Washington, and Oregon are below the national average. Here, this is what's important to me. Deaths from opioids, including the illegal drug heroin, are spiking around the United States, while the four states with legal marijuana have not escaped this trend, the states have not suffered the skyrocketing mortality rates that have affected other regions of the country. Opioid deaths, death rates in Colorado and Washington 
remain below the national average. And then there's a, a chart and a graph here that talks about opioid and heroin deaths. And you can see where uh, the United States is versus uh, Washington, Colorado, and Alaska. It did go up a lot in Alaska, but education and employment in states, while too soon to tell, marijuana legalization has an effect on education and employment. We can look at the available data. I don't care about that. Unemployment, that just depends on the economy. Increased marijuana use fails to show connection to other substance trends. Since legalizing marijuana, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, and Alaska all had significant increase in marijuana use. However, these states did not experience similar trends for more addictive substances like alcohol, tobacco, cocaine, and heroin. Marijuana legalization does present the need for new health education strategies to discourage drug abuse, especially in minors. Health educators would benefit from studying tobacco prevention education. Um, so the article basically says, you know, other hard drug use does not increase when you legalize marijuana. My theory is that is because you're not going to a drug dealer to buy your marijuana anymore. You're going to a store, a business that has to maintain a certain set of standards to keep their license to sell marijuana. If you go to a drug dealer, what are they going to do to try to keep your business? They're going to try to give you other drugs. They're going to use a tactic called upselling. As I guzzle more water down. They're going to try to upsell you. Oh, you like that high? Try this opioid pill. Oh, you like your marijuana high? Try putting a little cocaine in there. It'll really get high. Now they got you hooked on cocaine. Oh, you like your marijuana high? Well, put a little heroin in it. Then you'll really get high. Now they got you hooked on heroin. That's how drug dealers keep their cycle of business going. If you eliminate the illegal uh, marijuana dealers, the drug dealers that are selling other drugs... Now you're not getting people sold on other things and addicted to other things. Duh, it makes sense. And marijuana does not cause you to freak out. What well, it might cause you to freak out. Paranoia is one of the side effects. But it's not going to cause you to you know, jump out of a window or something crazy. Like Operation Midnight Climax run by the government where they slipped... LSD to the clients of prostitutes, prostitutes that were making double their money because they were getting money from their Johns. No, that's not where I got my name. <laughs> but they're getting money from their clients, Johns, the guys that pick up hookers. 
they're also getting money from the, they were also getting money from the government to slip or slip acid LSD into people's drinks or food or whatever and then the government agents would sit behind a mirror and watch these guys freak out have a bad trip if you will um, yeah way to go government so moving along also the government wants to now regulate dietary supplements like I said I go to Arnold Schwarzenegger's bodybuilding show every year uh, a few years ago I know there was a, a petition going around to keep the government from regulating bodybuilding supplements dietary supplements like uh, over-the-counter diet pills that speed up your metabolism and suppress your appetite uh, and things like that and some of those work for some people um, you know there are, are protein supplements which we should all take a little protein supplement it doesn't hurt you it might if you're working out it might make you stronger make you your muscles grow but other than that it's just good for you in general um, it's the building block of muscle uh, and as we get older we start to lose our muscle naturally so you know a little protein powder in your milk or water or whatever it tastes good and it replaces a meal so it's a good snack but now the government wants to regulate that too along with your vitamin B vitamin C your zinc all the things you take to uh, boost your immune system during cold and flu season. Uh, zinc was one of the ingredients in the, the cocktail to um, fight COVID early on because it, uh, it helps prevent viral replication in your body. So we'll talk, I'll look at this uh, Dick, Dickhead, I mean Dick Durbin law that he's proposing in the Senate that I'm afraid will pass because 535 villages missing an idiot. Let's, let's take a break, reset our brains, get off the marijuana topic, get off the topic of marijuana, and uh, talk about dietary sups when I get back. Maybe, with my little... Do not partake. I just let it pass by With a grin on my face And a great contact high I'll never smoke weed Well, it can good Okay, wait, let's get that back up here Hold on a second So, Dick Senatore Dick Durbin wants to regulate dietary supplements. This is, it's been a controversial topic. Every now and then, a dietary supplement company gets caught uh, thinning out their product with things that are not 
uh, good or bad for you. In fact, they're some of the ingredients in McDonald's French fries like sawdust. Now, I I would say for the dietary supplement companies, a lot of these some of these things come in a capsule or a caplet. Uh, those caplets are not usually made of things that are good for you either, but. It's not what the federal government wants to regulate. They just want to dig into this and give the business to their buddies in Big Pharma. The things, uh, like you already said, sometimes they water it down, but they have a caplet, okay? Let's say the caplet is made to hold one milligram. Well, they only need like a half a milligram of whatever vitamin they're putting in there so they got to fill the other half with something because it doesn't make sense to produce a million different sized caplets i think that's probably why they thin out their supplements just just to fill the caplet up all the way uh, i don't know i don't really care because it's not bad for me uh, they're not doing anything that's harmful uh, do mistakes happen? Yeah, mistakes happen in every industry. You know, the wrong vitamin or the wrong uh, ingredients get put into things all the time. So you can probably find some research out there about that. And that's probably one of the things the government will try to say. Also, for a while, they took NAD off the shelf during the COVID spread because it got out that that was one of the drugs they were experimenting with to see if it helped slow the viral replication and it's extremely cheap you can get a big bottle i've heard for like five or ten bucks uh, and some people take it every day uh, because it, it helps um, with hangovers so wine drinkers will take it, winos. Winos take NAD to get rid of their hangover. But it also helps with your immune system. Uh, and throughout the COVID uh, scare, the pandemic or plandemic, however you want to see it, there were supplements and vitamins that people were taking and they weren't getting sick or they weren't getting very sick. Um, it, and, you know, the government tried to put a stop on all of the, not just over-the-counter supplements, but any treatment because they couldn't fast-track their uh, experimental vaccine doesn't work that doesn't vaccinate you from shit if there were treatments available that was one of the rules uh, for the FDA and fast tracking and putting an experimental vaccine out on the market before it was finished it's thorough testing and yes Biden might take the credit and the blame now but in transparency, my boy Trump rushed this through production just as much as anyone else. And he still pushes the vaccine. The beautiful, lovely, wonderful Johnson & Johnson vaccine as he spoke of his friends Johnson & Johnson at a rally. 
So, S4090. That's the official name of the bill. Introduced by Dick Durbin, a piece of shit. It says to improve transparency and the availability of information regarding dietary supplements by amending the federal the food the federal food drug and cosmetic act requiring manufacturers of dietary supplements to list dietary supplements with the food and drug administration so big pharma's best friend in government the fda will be regulating this gee I wonder, I just one, one, one wonder how many independent uh, dietary supplement companies like Gaspari Nutrition, um, Muscle Tech, what are some of the other ones, um, Nutrex, they're all going to be hit by this and Big Pharma's friends are going to reap the benefits. And price gouge at the same time. Uh, Mr. Durbin for himself and Mr. Braun introduced the full bill which will, was read twice and referred to the Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. Okay, and then we go through that uh, to improve transparency to be enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States, blah, blah, blah. The act cited is the Dietary Supplement Listing Act of 2022. In general, Chapter 4 of the Food, Drug, uh, and Cosmetic Act, amended by inserting after Section 403C of such act following. Dietary supplement shall be listed with the secretary in accordance with this section. Listing submissions, each responsible person for, or if the responsible person is a foreign entity of the United States, shall submit to the secretary in accordance with the section. Any proprietary name of a dietary supplement, a statement of identity, including brand name, uh, specified flavors if applicable, the full name and address and telephone number of responsible person, uh, email address of the owner, operator, or agent responsible person, the full business name, electronic copy of the label of the dietary supplement, and electronic copy of the package insert if any. A list of all ingredients in the dietary supplement is required to repeal, uh, pardon me, appear on the label. That They already do that. Dietary supplement companies already do that. You already have a list of the ingredients uh, on the label. So they don't even need this. It's just a way for the government to regulate you and tell you what to put in your body. And you, if you're going to pick up a dietary supplement, like, what's that one, Nugenics, the testosterone booster for middle-aged men, Nugenics, you should be 
hold on. You should be researching every ingredient on that label. We have the technology to do it. Okay, we don't need the government to hold our hand and baby us along. This is all about control. Um, and if you don't know how to use Google, <laughs> you, I know you're out there. I know there. I don't even have email. <laughs> Go to a reputable store and buy it. Don't buy it at Walmart where the people just stock the shelves and don't know anything about the products that the store sells. Go to General Nutrition Center or GNC as it's known. Go to a vitamin shop, uh, Vitamin World, where the people there, some of them are actually uh, nutritionists. Uh, and Some, not many, but some. But they're knowledgeable about the products and the ingredients, and they can tell you what this ingredient does. For the longest time, I have not bought any supplement that contains uh, any energy booster. Well, green tea is a caffeine. I would not know that if the lady that was a friend of mine now that works at my local GNC... Uh, didn't tell me that. I wouldn't know green tea was caffeine. Okay. Now they also list caffeine as one of the ingredients as in caffeine, the same caffeine that's in your coffee beans. But I'll tell her, you know, hey, I need a, a diet pill that doesn't contain, well, I don't tell her that now. I just diet healthy food. But um, something that's not going to give me a bunch of energy or because uh, I've dealt with high blood pressure for a while, and I didn't realize, being a, a naive college student, that diet pills, when they speed you up or give you energy, are boosting your blood pressure. When I got off diet pills uh, and was in good shape, even when I was 300 pounds, which was 60 pounds overweight for me, but I'm a big boy. I can carry 300 pound uh I still did not have high blood pressure. In fact, one doctor asked me, who told you you had high blood pressure? And then I went to another doctor and talked about my high blood pressure. And he said, or I told him, you know, I take these diet pills or I take um, Advil. Advil has stimulants in it. Um, a lot of your sinus and cold medicines have uh, stimulants that will raise your metabolism and your blood pressure. So he said, yeah, since you're taking those pills, we, we want you to stop. And when I did stop, my blood pressure was normal. So lesson learned. Now, there are diet pills out there that are strictly um, an appetite suppressant, but they do carry caffeine in them. Because caffeine uh, decreases your um, appetite, but if you're gonna, if you if you really need caffeine in your system, drink a damn cup of black coffee like a man. Being a, a sissy. Anyhow, but 
your your basic you know like um your basic diet supplement companies for lack of a better term are the ones that are going to suffer for this the big pharmaceuticals they're already in bed with the fda in washington they're already putting lists of ingredients on their labels because they are the most they're transparent they want you to know what you're putting in your body because they're trying to sell you on a product that's good for you they're trying to tell you our product is good for your health good for your body so they're they're already transparent with their ingredients so there's no need for them to label or have the government regulating the label on their product it's just another way for government to take more money from an industry and give it to their buddies is the way I'm reading this and seeing it. Um, and you can go to congress.gov if you want to look this up for yourself. Congress.gov. And it's real easy. There's a search box at the top of the page. Just type in dietary supplement listing act of 2022 and you'll find it so i'm gonna wrap all this up say thank you for listening keep our dietary supplements free from the government's hand and let's get the opioids and heroin use down in ohio by legalizing marijuana Please and thanks. Let's get over our infantile way of thinking that marijuana is a gateway drug. Let's put a dent in the drug dealer's pocketbooks and let marijuana be legal and regulated. Okay? In fact, I have a third idea for the legalization of weed. It's going to come with a tax of its own if this thing gets on the ballot and passes next year in 2023 boot on top of the 10% tax that's going to be worked into the price of your pot when you buy it at the store there's also going to be sales tax and the government can tell where the sales tax comes from you know does it come from you buying a box of crayons does it come from you buying a computer all that data is stored when you uh, they scan the barcode at the store. They could set aside the, the sales tax that already exists from marijuana. Uh, take the sales tax that already exists, okay? And when you legalize marijuana, all sales taxes generated by marijuana, put them into, I don't know, the highway fund and lower the price of gasoline by 10 cents. Uh, put it into a special fund for homelessness, homelessness, drug addiction, education. There's all sorts of ways that these existing sales tax revenue from the sale of marijuana that you get from the sales tax you already have can be set aside for other government projects. Not just thrown into the government's general, hey, let's piss away money fund. <laughs> but that's where your sales taxes go, and that's where the sales tax will go, because they're stupid. If they even 
if the powers that be will even let this pass in Ohio. So anyways, God bless y'all. Pray for one another. And see you next time. Never smoke weed with Willie Nelson either. Public service announcement from Toby Keith. Just let it pass by With a grin on my face And a great contact high